Joining us this morning is an individual who serves the people of the District of District 45A in the Minnesota House of Representatives, and that includes communities of Crystal, New Hope, and Plymouth. Joining us is Representative Cedric Frazier. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Bell. Happy Valentine's Day. And the same to you. You're serving also as the Vice Chair of the House Public Safety and Criminal Justice Reform Finance and Policy Committee. There's a lot of work, especially in that committee, going on right now. That is correct, Mr. Bell. Let's talk about $100 million public safety plan, which includes $40 million in grants for violence prevention, specifically more funding for community nonprofits that attack the root of the problem that uh, strive to prevent crime from happening in the first place. Uh, talk about the importance of that particular bill. Well, for the importance of that bill, what we call is a public safety innovation uh, package. And what we're trying to do with this package is provide overall tools, innovative tools for communities and law enforcement uh, to make sure that we can uh, attack crime, as you mentioned, at the root cause level. And that's why that big $40 million um, is there for community crime convention programs. And these are these are programs that are like our uh, nonprofits in our churches, our community centers, our schools before and after school programs, summer jobs. I mean, these these are programs that when I was growing up on the south side of Chicago, mm. I had access to. And there's no doubt in my mind that without those programs, we wouldn't be here with me having this conversation with you today if I didn't have access to those type of resources. Now, what we know is that COVID-19 has been disruptive to all of our lives and also to our institutions and many of the institutions that provide those services that our youth had access to and our community members had access to. So the idea is to provide an infusion of re uh, resources, money, for those type of organizations, um, create more of them with the idea we're going uh, to have an addressment of the, the, the root cause issues that are causing crime in our communities and causing crime to go up. Because for me, I'd rather address issues prior to them actually happening. Mm -hmm. I want to see that kid, I want to see those community members have access to resources so there's no way they get involved in crimes in the first place. And I think what we've done, <clears throat> historically what we've done is we took a focus on you know, law enforcement or getting tough on crime. What we do is we turn to one avenue of redress. And typically that avenue of redress was our law enforcement or our police officers, putting more of them out in the community. But what we've heard from law enforcement individuals is that, hey, we need other tools to help us do our job. We need other tools to attack issues to make sure that they don't happen. And those tools are community crime prevention programs. We've seen these things work in other cities around the country. When this uptick in crime started to happen, other cities started to focus on these things. Um, cities like in Austin, Texas, and other cities around the country, cities like Chicago. And we've seen the data telling us that when these programs are put in place and they're, and they're funded, they're adequately funded and they're sustained, they contribute to crime rates going down and they contribute to prevention of crime before it even happens. We're talking with Representative Cedric Frazier. He represents the communities of New Hope and others around in that area. So you talked about getting in front of crime and making sure that things happen or legislatures is in place to prevent things like this from happening. But we've had three students who've lost their lives in the past several days. You mentioned uh, just uh, last week the Democrats in the Minnesota House led the effort to scrutinize the dangers of no-knock warrants last year. You made meaningful progress by passing into law some of the first ever restrictions on this practice. Talk about the importance of no-knock warrants. Are we behind the curve in your statements you just made about getting out in front and being preventative and helping students so that we can live longer lives? 
But I'll tell you, just in terms of no-knock warrants, I, I do think we're behind the curve. The, the initial bill that Representative Hollins carried last session, it had provisions in there that would have not allowed for a no-knock warrant to be issued uh, for the particular search that the individuals were doing in the case of the, the warrant that they were executing um, when Amir Locke was, was killed. Um, I'm very disappointed, uh, saddened by that, that we've lost a lot, another young black man that I believe we could have prevented that death from happening. So we're absolutely going to be taking another look at the at the no-knock warrants. And the idea is that we want to put we want to put parameters in place and put restrictions in place that we don't have situations like the real lock happening anymore, or like what happened with Breonna Taylor. I mean, those are so much situations. We want to make sure those situations don't happen. I think it's fine to have tools to figure out ways to solve crimes. And, and this is a finding tools to figure out ways to solve crimes after they happen. I think it's fine to have tools, but we need to make sure that we have tools that don't put our communities' uh, lives at risk, as well as putting our law enforcement lives at risk. And so we're going to take we're going to take a look at that. Everybody, uh, Representative Frazier with us this morning. And finally, I just wanted to mention that uh, just last week you put forward a, propo- a proposal uh, for frontline worker bonus pay and the unemployment insurance trust fund. Uh, heard in Workforce and Business Development Committee. Tell us about that and how important is that to, to the people that passed? Uh, how will it impact those people who are directly impacted? Well, the Frontline Workers Pay, it's a bill that I've been... So I initially started working on this a year ago when I first entered the session, and it was essentially to uh, replenish the, the vacation days and the sick time days that individuals lost uh, during the pandemic, uh, when their corporations did not provide those resources for them, mm-hmm. uh, we moved forward and we ended up negotiating $250 million package that we were supposed to get out to frontline workers uh, over the summers prior to Labor Day. We were at a stalemate, and we were at a stalemate because my Republican colleagues wanted to cut out hundreds of thousands of workers. We're talking about folks that work in meat processing plants. We're talking about child care providers. We're talking about janitors. We're talking about the individuals that without them doing their jobs day in and day out, when we were on a stay-at-home order, Minnesota would not have been able to run. If those child care providers weren't able to watch the, the kids of the doctors and the nurses, uh, we would not have been able to operate and function properly. And so because of those workers, we've got a $7.7 billion um, surplus, and we're going to take that money and we're going to give it back to those workers to honor them. So if this bill passes, each one of those workers that qualify will get a fifteen up to fifteen hundred dollar um, check, and and it's it's a small token of appreciation, but it is something that's well overdue for those workers that put their lives on the line day in and day out to make sure Minnesotans can keep moving forward. Representative Frazier, last question for you this morning, and I'm just curious. I, I remember the excitement that you had when you sat in our studios when you announced that you were running to be representative. Have you become disillusioned by what you've seen unfold in our communities and around the country now that you've been a representative and you're looking with a different set of eyes? I don't know if I would say I'm, I'm disillusioned. I would say I still have that uh, that excitement that I had on that day, and I appreciate you all allowing me to come in and and and, and state it and make that statement on that day. Uh, I still have that same excitement every day. I have the opportunity uh, as a state legislator, as a policymaker, to go in and do something good for Minnesotans. I have an opportunity to go in and do something good for people that look like me, that come from communities like I came from when I was growing up on the south side of Chicago. Uh, that excitement is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the urgency, the sense of urgency in which we get things done, I wish it was more of, that was a more of a sense of urgency to get things done quicker. But the excitement and the hope and the faith that I can and can have an impact uh, in the work that I'm doing as a legislator, that is still there. And I'm going to keep fighting and keep pushing every day because I think uh, that's what Minnesotans want and that's what people deserve. 
What would be your last general statement for folks listening not only here in the Twin Cities but around the state of Minnesota and around the country this morning? Your final thought. Hey, I want you all to know, first of all, happy Valentine's Day for all those that celebrate. Uh, get out and get those last minute gifts. Make your partner happy. Um, enjoy your day. Uh, it's going to warm up a little bit this week. So as Minnesotans, get out and enjoy some of the sunshine we'll get this week. And also, you know, the, the Capitol is open. Um, our offices are not open, but the Capitol is open. So you can come out, check out the Capitol, hang out in the rotunda in the Capitol building and see some legislators walking around. So all thank right. you. Thank you, Mr. Bell. Thank you, Representative Frazier. I can't thank you enough for being with us, and I hope this won't be the last time. Let's do this again. All right. All right, we'll do it. Representative Cedric Frazier with us this morning live on KMLJ.